Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Just so we're clear, I had nothing to do with it. In the Mediterranean, there were almost two tons of drugs seized. And I just want to be clear, I had nothing to do with it. So the cocaine was found floating off the eastern coast of the island of Sicily. They said that they found it because of a routine surveillance flight. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. So they were carefully sealed in 70 waterproof floating packages, which were connected and included a signaling light device. They added that the hall has a street value of about $440 million. That would be about 400 million euros. So that's a pretty big haul for uh, this group of people in the Mediterranean. In fact, it's the biggest haul they've ever had. We had the three tons uh, floating in the the ocean off of New Zealand uh, a couple of months ago. But, uh, I mean, this is the new plan. They figure that it, oh, we think that it, a ship threw it over and it was waiting to be picked up yeah no kidding but i didn't have anything to do with it i'm just i want to make sure that we're clear about that and i want to say that i find it i mean good for them that it was a routine surveillance flight but i just feel like it wasn't so routine but i don't know that and i didn't have anything to do with it welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, prosecutors first, (laughs) they first charged Michael Rohana in 2018 with theft and concealment of an object of cultural heritage from a museum, as well as interstate transportation of stolen property, which could have landed him in prison for up to 30 years okay so he pled guilty this week to one misdemeanor count of trafficking in archaeological resources (laughs) he faces up to one year in prison there's a sentencing in october uh the sentencing for this particular case is i said it was october it's in august august 17th so what did mr rohana do he was at a party all right a christmas party an ugly sweater christmas party at the franklin museum in philadelphia it was christmas 2017 he snuck away from the party and into the terracotta warriors exhibit which was closed to party goers and featured several of the terracotta sculptures of warriors from the tomb of china's first emperor and those are cool uh i don't know if you ever seen those before but those are really cool and the sculptures are dated from 210 to 209 bc they were on loan from china and are considered priceless just priceless and part of the con- the country's cultural heritage okay so rohanna used his phone <laughs> he used his phone flashlight to make his way around the room he took a selfie with the sculpture in the exhibit space probably not a smart thing to do and uh, also he broke one of the thumbs off of one of the statues holy crap 
So he doesn't know what to do. He sticks it in his pocket. <laughs> and he takes it back home to Delaware, which is where we get the interstate trafficking. Okay. Still, the guy got... Okay, so... Uh, I mean, the... The cavalry man, the particular uh, statue that he broke the thumb off of, uh, was insured for four point five million. I, you know, I don't know if they got anything for it or if they stuck the old uh, thumb on the guy. Probably that's what happened now. And so I, I don't know. It doesn't say what they did with the thumb because when the FBI visited his house. Uh, a couple of months later in 2018 he said yeah i took the stupid thumb it's in my desk here here you go sorry <laughs> so he's he's originally charged with uh theft and concealment of an object of cultural heritage from a museum and interstate transportation of stolen property <sighs> he said hey uh in april of 2019 trial in 2019 he's not he's not being sentenced until now uh it was a stupid mistake and uh, it's not i'm not an art thief i was just a drunk kid in a bright green ugly christmas sweater the jury was unable to reach a decision resulting in the declaration of a mistrial the retrial this retrial was scheduled for february of 2020 that was delayed due to covid and a deterioration in U.S.-China relations. Huh. Uh, now, uh, his sentencing is scheduled for the 17th of this year, according to documents. And that's why he, you know, worked out a deal with them. Is he going to get any time? I don't know. Does he deserve any time? I don't know that either. I mean, should he have, should he have taken a selfie with the soldier and broken off the thumb and then took it? I mean that's a that's a mistake. I know he got scared and he took the thumb home and he he crossed state lines with his theft of the thumb from the terracotta soldier. But uh, you know, come on, does he deserve time for being stupid? Maybe, but this is this has been a long time now, man. Since 2017, and you're just getting sentenced now. Get out of here. I I would I'm guessing. The judge will say, uh, you are a stupid idiot, Michael Rohana. Now get out of my courtroom. You're on probation for two years. Another case that just wrapped up that uh, may or may not go to the Supreme Court. We'll see. A federal appeals court, the uh, Ninth Appeals Court, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, has said now that honking is not a first amendment protected activity yes that's correct you can't your car horn is not a first amendment protected activity susan porter who repeatedly honked her car horn while driving past protesters in california in 2017 a deputy with the san diego county sheriff's office issued porter a ticket saying she had violated a state law against misuse of car horns she was not having any of it she pushed back filing a federal lawsuit in 2018 
in that lawsuit she alleged that honking her horn in solidarity with protesters was protected first amendment activity and that the california law used to ticket her which prohibits using a car horn except when reasonably necessary to ensure safe operation or when used as a theft alarm system was unconstitutional the u.s district court ruled against her and they upheld the lower court's ruling so uh, the horn is to serve its intended person of purpose as a warning device it must not be used indiscriminately (laughs) one of the judges marcia berzan uh thinks her colleagues got it wrong in her dissent Berzon noted that California cops are taught to use discretion when enforcing the horn honking law, which could lead to selective and discriminatory enforcement. And she scoffed at the idea that Porter honking while driving past a protest would be confused for anything but political speech. Thank you. I, I actually I agree with the circuit judge Marsha Berzon. A political protest, uh, the judge went on, a political protest is designed to be noticed. Political honking was hardly a significant source of noise or distraction in that environment. There's no basis for supposing that anyone was confused or distracted by the honking. Instead, Porter's honking was understood as political expression by the protesters who cheered in response. I, I agree with that. I mean, do I, do I agree with the protest? Yeah, probably not and uh you know she's driving by honking with the protesters and for the cop to give her a ticket come on that's just i mean we've talked about particular police officers uh doing things like that uh and that uh so we'll see <laughs> if they're used uh, some of the uh some of the writings on this case uh if the car horns can startle and distract drivers if they're used indiscriminately they can dilute the potency of the horn as a warning device okay yeah they can and they do i mean do we if your car is honking as an alarm system going off do we even look anymore in a parking lot i guess we kind of do we kind of look right a car alarm is going off in a parking lot and we go hey a car alarm is going off yeah and then we move we continue to go into the store (laughs) nobody goes over to the car to see if everything's okay Nobody goes to see if it's being stolen or somebody getting into it. If you looked at a car in a parking lot, that alarm was going off. And you saw someone getting in the car with the alarm going off. And then the alarm shut off and the car backs out and drives away. Would you think to yourself, hey, somebody needs to see if that's the real owner of that car. No, you would continue on in the store. Anyway, just know that uh, it is California law that uh and now uh has been uh it's been deemed unconstitutional to honk your car horn for anything else but when it's reasonably necessary to ensure safe operation or when used as a theft alarm system okay if you use it for anything else but that (laughs) you are breaking the law i know i know it's not me it's the federal appeals court the u.s court of appeals for the ninth circuit not me (laughs) let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately (sighs) 
so it's the end of an era an end of an era if you knew that the era still existed uh netflix announced that it's gonna stop mailing dvd rentals i know now the business that started it all 25 years ago so some netflix dvd rental facts uh that you probably didn't know an estimated 1.1 million to 1.3 million people subscribed to the dvd service last year wow uh, generated 145.7 million dollars in revenue for netflix uh, that's not a bad gig for somebody to take that over but that'd be tough to get started uh the first dvd netflix ever sent was beetlejuice in 1998 and the most frequently requested dvd was the blind side wow that's kind of weird uh so they claim uh you know netflix is uh they are they're starting to struggle a little bit i don't know what the deal is over there but they're starting to every time i think they're going great it looks like they're starting to struggle i mean they said that they lost subscribers for the first time in 10 years which i mean there was a whole bunch of (laughs) they should not have said that i know they had to but they should not have said that uh and so they believe that they now added uh, subscribers because they launched their 6.99 ad tier to attract more users. So they added like uh, uh, 1.75 million net subscribers, but they had expectations of over 2 million subscribers. And so it fell short. It fell short of expectations and it also said that it uh, it's not going to roll out its highly uh, anticipated program uh-huh yeah it's highly anticipated all right the program to limit password sharing in the u.s until quarter two yeah we'll see we'll see about that because they really have been pushing the paid account sharing in canada new zealand spain and portugal and they said when they started promoting that they lost a lot of uh, uh subscribers uh you think now they believe that people will ultimately activate their own accounts or add new members as time passes uh we'll see that's a very that's a frustrating thing to me uh for sure and that's a frustrating thing for like uh let's say hulu live i was very frustrated with hulu live nowhere in there in there when you sign up for it it doesn't say it until after you sign up for it that you can only uh use hulu live at your one ip address they give you another ip address that you can go back and forth but you can only change it a couple of times and then it won't let you change again so uh it's really very frustrating and uh youtube does the same thing although i don't know how many times you can change it on the on the youtube live so you can't share any of the any of the hulu or the youtube lives um but netflix is you know i mean number one by far and away now they claim that they have a hundred million people or more watching on an account they don't pay for Mm, okay um would those people pay for it on their own uh, i don't know that's a questionable number to me but you know we'll see they're going to go after it but i will say that they've we talked a lot about netflix going after uh, the live audience aha 
Uh, they had their big uh, Love is Blind live show this past weekend, and they screwed it up. Wow, Netflix, what are you doing, man? If you need help, uh, call me uh, e- or email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Reach out to me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. However, get a hold of me. We'll make this thing work. So their Love is Blind reunion that was supposed to be live on Sunday night. Um, well, it happened I think it it was like more than an hour late. They originally said that they were going to be late and they put up on their Twitter account, hey, love is late. Uh, Hashtag love is blind live will be on in 15 minutes. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, it'll be worth the wait. And then it began more than an hour after it was scheduled. That, that's not good. (laughs) that's not good they they actually issued an apology to everyone who stayed up late woke up early gave up their sunday afternoon we're incredibly sorry that the love is blind live reunion did not turn out as we planned we're filming it now and we'll have it on netflix as soon as humanly possible (laughs) yeah well first of all uh it's love is blind so i don't know how big an audience that is it's a huge show i know I've I've actually seen a couple of episodes agonizingly, uh, but uh, I know what it is. Would I watch it live? No. On a Sunday night, uh, no. Succession is on. Okay, not doing that. If it's if it's a and it's during football season, definitely not watching it on a Sunday night. But uh, this time this time of year, we've got Succession on, so I'm not watching anything live on Netflix. But if they're screwing up their live shows and they want to have a big deal, I mean that's their big push to start streaming whatever they want to stream live, and they can't do a Love Is Blind reunion live. Holy cow! Something is going to have to somebody's going to have to shake up the box a little bit. You can quote me on that. So speaking of shaking things up, I see where MoviePass um, may come back. We'll see. Uh, they're claiming they're back. Okay. They have, uh, you know, they have members that you're going to buy credits to watch movies based on the time of day of viewing, weekend night screening. It's going to cost more credits than a Wednesday morning movie. So they give you the subscription plan. The basic subscription plan is $10 a month one to three movies or 34 credits a month the standard is 20 dollars a month three to seven movies or 72 credits a month the premium is 30 dollars a month five to 11 movies or 113 credits a month and the pro part of movie pass plan is 40 dollars a month one movie a day or 640 credits a month okay all right and then they have a southern california new york metro area plan which is uh you know 20 bucks a month for the basic which is actually you know everything is just a little tad bit more expensive 20 bucks a month for basic uh, 30 for standard 40 for premium 60 for pro uh then you have the different times of day uh opening time at 359 p.m 10 credits uh 18 in new york and california southern california by the way uh evening screaming screening from 4 p.m to closing time monday through thursday 15 credits 
uh, 20 in New York and California. Evening screening Friday to Sunday. 20. It's so convoluted. I mean, I thought the deal was I get to pay so much a month and I get to see so many movies in that time frame. Why is it so difficult? Why do we have all these tiers and, and I, I don't understand. I mean, I kind of get their idea, but look, movie theaters are struggling as it is. I know Nicole Goodman told me uh, I got to go laugh and cry at the theater, but I don't have to. I'd rather watch it at my home, to be honest. I know there's nothing better than the magic of the big screen. I get it. I like the big screen, but I also, I'm, I'll give up the big screen for, you know, my kind of big screen at my home that I can watch whenever I want because this whole convoluted thing about movie passes. So Regal has a movie pass plan that has, uh, for let's see a number of theaters. All right. So they have for 200 theaters at $18 a month or a prepaid yearly fee of $227 and 88 cents. You get 10% off of non-alcoholic food and drinks a free large popcorn and a soft drink on your birthday. Whoa. Early access to new movies under the Regal Unlimited Screenings program. So that's another program inside of a program. Opportunities to bring a guest to select showings without additional charges. Whoa. Now the Regal Unlimited Plus, didn't they just file bankruptcy? Maybe this is why. Everything's too convoluted. Regal Un- Unlimited Plus over 400 theaters, $21.99 a month, or prepaid yearly fee of $263.88. Same benefits as above. Uh, Regal Unlimited. So it's just more theaters, more opportunity to see movies, which you get the same benefits. And the Regal Unlimited uh, all-access pass for all 475 theaters is $23.99 a month. Really, really weird. Then you have the AMC Stubbs Tears okay so the amc stubs insider any state the price is free oh wow this is this doesn't cost you anything okay what do i get for i need to why am i not an amc stubs insider i get a free refill on every purchased large popcorn discounts on tuesday show times whoa free cameo popcorn with either a 21 ounce icy or a cameo fountain drink on tuesdays with an additional five dollar plus tax (laughs) and i get insider members earn 20 points for every one dollar spent and may spend their five dollar rewards on eats and drinks wow that's free man do i want to become an amc stubs insider for that (laughs) now if you want to pay you can become an amc stubs premier member at 15 dollars a year plus tax you receive previous insider benefits. Okay, you get the first. You get the ones up top. And you get 12 months of waived online fees. Whoa. You get free size upgrades for popcorn and fountain drinks. Now you're talking. And you earn points on purchases towards $5 rewards by scanning virtual card at concessions booth. So for 15 bucks. <laughs> you get online fees waived wow and free upgrades okay all right so am i getting any movies out of this at all amc stubbs a list 
35 states, excluding California, Colorado, Connecticut, D.C., Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Washington for $19.95 a month plus tax. I receive benefits from Insider and Premier Tears. Oh, you get the benefits up top that we talked about. Plus, you get to watch up to three movies every week under any format offered by the theater, including IMAX and Dolby Cinema. Now we're getting into it. All right, 20 bucks a month. I get three movies a month. All right, that's not bad. That's actually not bad. Uh, 20 bucks a month. I get three movies a month. Watch up to three movies every week. Three movies every week. That's, and it's nineteen ninety five a month. So, I mean, you're looking at uh, 12 movies a month, maybe more, depending on, you know, all those five-week months. And then you have uh, option to watch three movies in one day or spread them out throughout the week. No blackout dates. That's not bad. <laughs> that's actually, uh, that might be worth it. Because that's what I'm talking about. I want to pay, and then I just want to go out and go see the movies, right? So for 20 bucks a month, I get three a week. Now, I don't know if there's three movies a week I want to see, but that still seems uh, like a legit. Okay, so the Stubbs A-list, uh, $22.95 a month is the same benefits as above. So why am I paying the $19.95 a month? I don't know. It's because it's different states. Got it. 45 states, excluding California, Connecticut, Maine, New Jersey, and New York. And then if you want to get those states involved, it's uh, 25, 24.95 a month. Got it. For any state uh, that wasn't, that I didn't say, you can get the cheaper ones. But if I, if I said you, uh, you're the more expensive ones. Sorry about it. That's almost not bad. Because uh, for 19 bucks a month, I get, watch up to three movies every week under any format offered by the theater, including IMAX and Dolby. That's pretty good. Uh, that I, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that's not bad. I, I might be willing to do that, but it seems agonizing when it's so convoluted. Just tell me, pay this much, and I get to watch these many movies every month. Okay, my choice: when I want to go, when I want to see them, what movies I want to see. Okay, and I have to, and maybe maybe you put the stipulation is you have to uh, schedule it. So they know that you're coming, right? You don't just get to walk up. No, no, just walking up and going to the movies. You have to at least schedule it uh, online uh, and, or call and uh, put, be put in the system. But that's, I mean, it isn't that hard. It's just not that hard. <laughs> that's what she said. So who died today? Who died today? A Colombian-born beauty found dead in her Miami Beach hotel room. She was 24 years of age. Camilla Sterling uh, has passed away. Now, she was found in a bathtub of this uh, luxury hotel in Miami Beach. And it was, the room was under the name of music executive David Bolno. Now, I want to be sure there was an unidentified substance found in the room. But Miami Beach police say, Bolno is not a person of interest, okay? 
Yeah. So I don't know what happened to her. I don't know what they did, but he is not a person of interest. He's a family man trying to help this girl become a star. Okay. There's no way that he would be in this room doing anything other than trying to help her become a better singer, a better person, and a better star. And he's going back home to his wife and his children in Los Angeles. And, you know, if you need something else from me, call me. Okay, let me know. So just know that uh, Camilla Sterling was born in Colombia. And she came to America at the age of 14, and she just wanted to be a singer, star, and Mr. Bolno was helping her become that. And that's why he had this luxury hotel room set up. And he was there earlier, uh, the same the same day or the same night that they found her. He actually left, and then they didn't find her till the next day. He left, like, at, I don't know, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because they were up working. Whoa! working so long so many long hours and then they didn't find her till later on the next day but he had nothing to do with it so camilla sterling dead at the age of 24 so it's been 30 years since the trial of lyle and eric menendez i mean we watched that stupid case on tv forever and they watched the brothers plead their case against the murder of their parents Uh, Jose and Kitty Menendez, Uh, the Menendez brothers sentenced to life in prison. Throughout the trial, the defense argued Lyle and Eric murdered their parents out of fear after years of sexual molestation by their music executive father, Jose. Now, decades later, another allegation has been brought forth, this time by Roar Rosello, a former member of the Puerto Rican boy band Manudo. Uh, who doesn't? I mean, you Menudo, you know him, you love him. Uh, he says he was sexually assaulted as a teenager by Jose Menendez. Wow. So these allegations uh, are out in part of an upcoming three part Peacock docuseries. Menendez, Menudo, Boys Betrayed. Actually, it's Menendez plus Menudo, Boys Betrayed. And uh, I know that they today's show had a segment with him, and he alleges that when he was 14, Jose drugged and raped him during a trip to the Menendez family's New Jersey home. <laughs> oh, wow. He points to a photo of Jose during the clip and says, that's the man that raped me. That's the pedophile. Oh, wow. So we'll see. Jose Menendez was head of RCA Records during the time of the alleged assault. We'll see what more comes out of the docu-series, but it is uh, a docu-series on Peacock. <laughs> it's a, I'm sorry. It's a three-part Peacock docu-series. Menendez plus Menudo. Boys Betrayed. How's Southwest doing today? Everybody flying okay? I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm just asking a question. I don't know that. I know the other morning they had to shut down everything. The FAA initiated a ground stop at the airline's request, of course, citing equipment issues. The ground stop was soon lifted. I mean, they only did it for a few hours. It was, they had some, I don't know, some unexpected operational data connection issues. 
They only delayed a couple thousand flights. <laughs> I'm sorry, 1,820 uh, flights uh, of the. T- uh, and they, you know, they scheduled, got them rescheduled. Everything's back on time. They only canceled nine flights. Okay, so shut up. <laughs> they worked quickly to minimize the disruptions. I mean, that's what they were supposed to do. I'm not making fun. It was just agonizing. I'm glad I wasn't flying, that's for sure. Don't forget they had the big problem over the holidays, over Christmas, because they had to cancel more than six. I didn't realize it was this much. I guess maybe we talked about it, but it really jumps out at you. They had to cancel more than 16,700 flights between December 20th and December 29th. Now, a lot of that had to do with the weather, but they attributed the meltdown in part to changes of its staff scheduling computer systems. So they unveiled a whole new action plan now to prevent another operational meltdown. So this latest problem, though, was intermittent technology issues. So back off, Southwest, okay? They, they got it fixed as fast as they could. They apologized. They said sorry. All right, we're hoping to get everybody going again ASAP. That's what we're here for. But we couldn't help the intermittent technology issues. Man, I'm not a fan of those either. I don't know what time it's supposed to happen. It may have already happened, but I just know that NASA said sometime today, somewhere, there's going to be a 600-pound satellite hurling toward Earth. Now, a lot of it's going to burn up. It's 660 pounds, 660 pounds in space, and a lot of it will burn up coming back into the atmosphere. So I don't know how big a piece is going to land on the Earth. I don't know where it's going to end. It could be you. <laughs> it could be you that it lands on. I don't know. I hope it's not, but I don't know. Apparently, according to NASA, approximately one, you have a good, you have a chance, one in 2,467. They call that low. Uh, I call that pretty high. <laughs> uh, yeah, one in 2,467. I mean, that's my neighborhood okay i don't like those odds with stuff falling from the sky so just if you're out wandering around today heads up okay that the satellite resi is uh going to be coming toward earth it was decommissioned back in 2018 so it's just been flying dead for the last few years and i don't know what made it fall but it's decided that it had enough of flying around dead and it's coming back home (laughs) It was a busy little beaver, though, when it was working. I mean, it it caught solar flares and coronal mass ejections and aided in the physics of the sun and helped in the sun shape. Sun shape. Thank you for letting us know it's round. Uh, The terrestrial gamma ray flashes. Uh, It helped with the bursts that occur over lightning storms on Earth. I mean, it's been a great satellite, actually, and it's recorded over 100,000 X-ray events according to the agency so it's been a, it's been a, a satellite that's been worth it right but well, i didn't want it to hit somebody in the head now nasa says there's twenty seven thousand, twenty seven thousand pieces of space junk floating in the air we've talked about space junk uh quite a bit i mean we have to do something about that that that, that definitely has to be uh, addressed now that's not including 
the potentially disruptive and destructive debris disruptive and destructive debris that remains too small to be tracked so that doesn't even count any of that stuff wow so uh, they claim that the orbital debris uh the longer it will take to tumble back to earth it takes several years for debris to return to altitudes of 373 miles or less but centuries for orbital decay to occur at 497 miles so at 621 miles orbital debris will normally continuing circling the earth for a thousand years or more oh that's special that's special so i mean we got that to look we don't worry don't worry about it it's up there 600 miles <laughs> so quit your whining but uh today if you're listening live today is the 19th of april 2023 uh this is the day so i don't know when you're listening to this hopefully you uh you know somebody in your family or friend didn't get hit by the by the satellite i'm like good luck keep your head up depending on when you're listening to this particular chewing the fat show oh yeah it's the 19th bicycle day we're supposed to all do lsd today too so got that going for us so i want to say happy birthday uh to ramses uh r-a-m-s-e-s he turned 52 52 at the fort worth zoo he is the world's oldest silverback gorilla he is living at the fort worth zoo i know pretty incredible he's lived at the zoo for more than 30 years he now lives in a behind the scenes habitat with his partner amani uh the modified spaces were created because of the couple's age yeah they just don't want him to see people anymore they hide him from everybody nobody wants to see grandpa and grandma the zoo believes uh ramses ramses r-a-m-s-e-s ramses ramses anyway uh has surpassed the average gorilla lifespan because of the exemplary care he receives from the primate staff so happy birthday to ramses r-a-m-s-e-s or ramses r-a-m-s-e-s that's the same spelling by the way ramses that's what i said ramses thank you uh so anyway happy birthday to ramses and uh, he's 52 at the fort with zoo you could probably show up and ask to see ramses <laughs> hey where's grandpa and grandpa can we see the old gorillas probably not i'm probably not gonna let you take you back there kind of sad so happy birthday i hope you live a whole bunch more years ramses a reminder that you can always email the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com i did mention uh that uh, you can follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio you can order a cameo from me uh that's not free at jeffy jfr i'm happy to do those uh you know any whatever you want uh, happy sad glad mad mean whatever you need that's what cameo is cameo is my pimp they just give me the cash and uh i do what you request <laughs> i am i am a cameo hooker that's me that's my that's my sales pitch for cameo i'm sure they're not a fan of that but i am uh, i got an email from david who uh wants to i guess he wants to i guess he thinks he's funny 
really. Uh, you know, because he wants to think that this is going to be the joke of the day. Uh, only this is just his way of making it to the joke of the day. Email from David. Jeffy, I'm surprised you haven't reported on that tragic circus fire. It was intense. Get it? Intense. Circus. Intense. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) So, I know, I missed the story of the tragic circus fire, but thanks to David, we know that it was intense. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.